0: Welcome to the Crossview Church message of the week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is. I totally stole that from Pastor Mark. He said that to me this morning when he came when he came in. <laughs> Well, it's good to be back with you all, and uh, I can't wait to share more about our trip, uh, which we will do next week. Next week is going to be the last week of our prayer series, and I'm excited to, in the context of prayer, uh, share stories and some pictures from our trip to South Korea and Thailand, talking about what the Lord has been doing and, and uh, the connections and relationships that we made there. It's incredibly powerful, incredibly moving, and so. Uh, I'm thankful to be back and was so grateful uh, to be traveling with Mark and Judy Morrison. Uh, you all know and love them, and they're incredible people. So, uh, have a wonderful time there, and I'll share more next week. Uh, So, yeah, welcome. Glad you're here, whether you're joining us online or in person, and uh, we uh, get the privilege of of, uh, doing another conversation this week. We love doing this every once in a while, and I think one of the things Pastor Nikki and I were just talking about ahead of time uh, is it's been really fun to hear from different voices in the context of this series, to learn about prayer through the the perspectives of different people, and uh, we're excited to do that with Pastor Scott and Nikki this morning as well. As you know, Pastor Scott and Nikki are our online pastors, um, and they lead our online community, but they also uh, are our primary leaders for our prayer group and prayer here at the church, and so we thought it would be a really great opportunity just to hear from them, hear their perspective, uh, hear about what the Lord has been speaking to you in the context of prayer, and uh, so we're excited to do that this morning, so we have a couple of, uh, couple of questions that we'll, we'll ask along the way, but first... Hi. <laughs>
1: good morning. Yeah, good morning. Hey, by the way, uh, we are literally online. I am monitoring the online chat as we're doing this in real time. So, online audience, You're welcome up here to the with stage. Us. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> And online audience, if you have any questions that you would like to have Pastor Scott or Pastor Nikki answer, feel free to type those in the chat. However, you should know, and you all in the room should know, there's about a two-minute delay uh, for our stream, and so <laughs> we may we may be, it may feel like jumping back in our conversation if, if we answer some questions online because of that delay, but we'll do our best. Uh, so yeah, so Pastor Nikki and Pastor Scott, let's start with a couple of real practical things about how prayer works here at Crossview, Um, can you just take us through uh, what you lead our Thursday prayer group, our online prayer group, can you just talk to us briefly about what that experience is like and how that has been happening, and I know a number of you are regularly a part of that, but for those of people who aren't, what is that like?
1: Yeah, so we use the Zoom platform to get together on Thursday nights at uh, 7 p.m., And there are a number of folks who join us every week. Sometimes we'll have seven uh, different Zoom groups with us or Zoom uh, households with us. We've been up to 11 or 15 people sometimes. And uh, we get together and we start off oftentimes with praise. We'll simply spend the first few minutes of that uh, in praise and just praising the Lord for who he is, what he's done, the things we've seen him do, which fabulously aligns with uh, the posture of prayer that Mm -hmm. uh, Kyle was talking about a few weeks back and then we will spend time going around the group and updating uh, any prayer updates, any new prayer requests, we'll keep a list of those and then we spend the end of the time uh, just praying through that list together uh, as a group and everyone takes turns praying and whether you're super comfortable praying out loud in a group or not you know, some people do, they get a few words in and it's awesome and other folks uh, pray silently along with us so whatever level you're comfortable at is totally perfect
0: there Yeah.
2: well and I just want to say that you know, it's largely the same group that comes all the time, That we're open to other people joining in at any time. Uh, but it's really become a life group. And mm-hmm. so there is that element of doing life together. And so as we're updating uh, the different prayers for people in the church and for our own families and that kind of thing, there's this thread that goes through of this continuing nature of this it's really bound us together it's really a beautiful thing as we pray together and we have someone who uh is joining us from texas who used to be part of our congregation here and she joins us pretty much every week yeah Uh, she's often part of the the online service on sundays and the zoom lobby and that kind of thing and so there's this aspect of you know because it's on zoom you know we're connected no matter what distance is there and you know sometimes you know people in the group will be um on vacation or something and and they join in anyway you know yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. really it's really got this feel to it and we do we do invite anyone who wants to join in we welcome you um yeah, so we'd, we'd love to have that. Yeah,
3: that Great. technology, that's amazing to be able to bring people together in that way. You mentioned that you pray for the, the the prayer requests that people in the group bring as well as people here in the church. And that is true. You also uh, pray for the requests brought here. And I wonder, could you tell us if we have a prayer request to bring to the church uh, for the prayer group to pray for, how do we get that to you?
1: Yeah, there are lots of different ways many of them are online. You can go to our church website and there's a spot there where you can fill out a form to submit a prayer request. You can get onto our Facebook community, uh, Crossview Community Group, and post prayer requests there. And I do monitor those and pray for those throughout the weekend in our group. Uh, You can sign up to get our prayer email through our church website as well. Uh, You can always call the office or even email Debbie in the office and she adds those there. Um, And if you know somebody in the prayer group, that's another great way to do it. You know, I I literally have folks texting me saying, hey, would you please pray for this in your prayer group Mm -hmm. uh, tonight? So there's a lot of different ways to get there. Another great way to do that is to fill out the online or the in-person connect card Mm -hmm. that we have. Those are collected and then added to that prayer list. So. Yeah, we include
0: those. Yeah, you know, we just really, we're talking about this, all kind of the nuts and bolts of it here for for Crossview here, uh, because it's important. We want to know, we want everyone to know that there's a great system of getting prayer requests. And so if you need that, and we have an incredible group of people that really care about that as well, and who spend time uh, in front of the Lord praying and, and interceding, on behalf of uh, individuals and the church alike. So I'm so thankful for you uh, both and and the group, uh, our prayer group. It's a really important part of being a family of faith. Amen? Amen. And so I'm thankful that we have some really good leadership in that way. Thank you, Scott and Nikki.
2: Well, we often, you know, I think Scott mentioned this, we go back and we review past prayer requests, we get updates, but, you know, we continue to pray for things. You know, so if you're somebody who is submitted a prayer request and it's an ongoing struggle even if we haven't heard from you we're probably still praying for you yeah because yeah. We're, we're going back and we're looking at those things and we're bringing them forward and and our group is so good about you know remembering that and caring for that and people who oh so and so is not here you know we need to be praying for them so uh just know that we're definitely keeping that at the forefront
1: yeah and real quick, our online audience is saying that they're having a hard time hearing Nikki and I's microphones and even Kyle's a little bit. So if we can add that up in the online, that would be amazing.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, it's great. Taking care of Bye. Yeah, yeah Bye. It's, good. It. it's good. <laughs> okay, so we're going to shift gears and talk a little bit about prayer itself. Uh, we've been in this, in this series on prayer. And so I, I kind of asked uh, Scott and Nikki uh, just to kind of, the first thing, just to, to bring some of your initial takeaways from... Uh, what we've been talking about prayer, or uh, especially over the past few weeks, whether it's kind of where we started with the mindset, the framework, uh, the uh, initial approach to prayer, or even some of the specifics that Pastor, the kind of more the prayer of or prayer of the ordinary that Pastor Holly's been teaching on. What are some of the main takeaways that God has been uh, t- uh, speaking to your heart and mind?
1: Yeah, well, I think for me, one of the really great takeaways is how, as the Lord has taught me to pray, and you're talking about these things, it's been wonderful affirmation, uh, listening to you talk about the posture of prayer, entering into the garden. In fact, that idea of entering in and resting into God's presence uh, is has been a practice that the Lord has been working with me on for a number of years. Mm. And so it was wonderful to hear that, and it was nice to have someone say it succinctly. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of experientially did it, but it was nice to have someone actually teach that out. Yeah. I think uh, one of the other key takeaways for me was uh, Holly, you talked about the prayer of examine. And the Lord was uh, working with me recently on trying to spend time at night journaling as a way to kind of end my day and close my day out. So when you talked about that, um, I was like, it was great. And it gave me kind of a, a framework within which to do that. And the other part that it did for me was it really made it easy for me to step into that. A lot of times when the Lord tells me to do something, I try and overcomplicate it. Or my my flesh tries to resist it a little bit. Yeah. But I had this image towards the end of your uh, prayer of examine, Holly. um, Kind of this image of God as the Father and me as the child. Mm. And I remember times when I would sit next to my children's bed at night and talk with them about their day. And they would unpack it for me. And then I would give them a kiss and tuck them in and say goodnight. And that's that image that came to me. This is what God is saying, Scott, spend some time journaling with me because I want to hear about your day. Mm-hmm. I want to give you, a, tuck you in and give you a kiss goodnight. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, good. I
2: really love good. that. You know, for me, it was kind of a you know my my prayer life has has definitely been developing over years. And I was not I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so it's something that I've had to learn and develop these things in my adult life. And I loved, I do love what Holly, Pastor Holly was saying about um, the prayer of examine. And it's something that I have my prayer time in the morning. I don't have a prayer time in the evening. Um, you know, I'm sorry, they're going to take away my pastor card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, so I'm trying really hard. It's like, oh, this is a really good thing. And I'm going to try really hard. My problem is is I'm a morning person. I get up at five o'clock every morning and you know, usually by seven o'clock I'm falling asleep in my chair in the living room. <laughs> and so I, I was really struggling. And the Lord, it's funny, the Lord told me just this morning, he says, you know, that prayer of examine doesn't have to happen at night. And and I have been doing that prayer in the morning before my morning prayer stuff. And and throughout the day, he, the, the Lord showed me, it's like it, it, it connected what you were talking about, that continual ordinary prayer throughout mm-hmm. the day. And, you know, he kind of showed me that I do, I take those moments to him in the moment, you know, and then kind of go over them in, in the morning. And it was just so encouraging that, you know, I still tend to default to um, sometimes that condemnation, right? Self-condemnation. And, and to realize that God is not looking at me like that, you know, and to say, hey, you know, we, we are together and we do these things. And Scott was just talking about sitting with the kids at their bedside at the end of the day. Well, I was a stay at home mom, I was with the kids all day. And so we would do our part during the day, right? They come up to me in this and that, and homeschooling, and all of those things. So just as you were saying that, the Lord is just kind of showing me. This is what my day mm-hmm. looks like, and that's where he is with me. He's a sometimes he's a stay-at-home parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So I just love that image.
3: Yeah. Good. Yeah, we've ta- we talked quite a bit here about the, the rhythms of prayer and the rhythms of spiritual practices, and I think that's what you've described. Is we all we kind of find our own rhythm, right? Because our lives are different, and so I really appreciate that you approach those things in your own way, as as fits your day and and as fits your rhythm. Um, Sorry, tech issues. <laughs> so um, let me ask you: You've been leading our prayer group now for uh, for a long time, and that started at the beginning yeah. of COVID. I will tell briefly yes, tell good. this story because uh, when. Uh, many of you know that first week that everything was shut down very suddenly was also Pastor Kyle's first week here at Crossview. <laughs> so well done you yeah. for uh, for leading us Thank th- you, for, for a year without meeting anybody. Yeah. Kind of amazing. Um, so we started immediately, you know, we all had to pivot so quickly and what are we going to do and how do we draw together and how do we uh, remain a faithful community? And one thing we did was started this Thursday evening prayer group mm-hmm. over Zoom and so many of you joined in that. It was a really powerful time and it has kept Going, mm-hmm. which is remarkable that it's become this really um, cohesive group that just continues to pray so faithfully. So you've been leading it for the for most of the time that this group has been uh, has been greeted, has been meeting. Can you kind of tell us how, in that experience and in your own um, your own personal prayer time, how have you over these last few years feel like you've grown in your uh, your understanding, your experience uh, of prayer?
2: I think, uh, for me, it's been this integration piece. You know, there are things about the pandemic that actually God is so good to bring wonderful blessings, even out of really tough, difficult situations. And I think that the whole idea of that uh, online prayer group has also just continued to instill in me that prayer is something that and connection is something that can be you know across time and distance and everything. And so for me it's been this growing in deeply connecting to people um, online, in person, in and realizing you know that that you know little thing that we carry around with us all the time doesn't have to be something that is destructive in our time. It can also be that that lifeline connecting us to each other Mm. and so for me it's it's really been this at the beginning of the pandemic i'm an extrovert and it was hard (laughs) it was hard and but i am somebody who can connect virtually and so it was a lifeline Mm -hmm. and i'm realizing that prayer and and it's really great that 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 connection is around prayer because I think that it has helped me to see that prayer myself and corporately as a lifeline. I look forward mm-hmm. to Thursdays every week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I would say for me, I had a wonderful answer prepared for this, and then on the way here, the Lord said, yeah, add this onto it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I would say that it has really helped me to appreciate the significance of prayer, and I'm going to take a little bunny trail here for just a moment. If someone asked you, why did Jesus die on the cross?, I think the typical thing that comes to mind is, well, he died for our sins. And the Lord reminded me, he says, no, that's the what and the how. That's not the why. The why Jesus died on the cross was so we could enter the garden. The what and the how was what we needed our sins removed to make that possible. And the how was Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and rising again. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So when you think about the significance of prayer, the garden is the why. Mm -hmm. And so that's been hugely important to me and realizing that. Um, I think the other part of it is, and it goes right along with what we've been talking about, it's about listening and it's about relationship and fellowship. Mm -hmm. And listening to the Lord, yes, in my individual time, and then focusing on relationship with Him. Mm -hmm. But in the prayer group, it's the same thing. It's about listening to each other. It's about listening to the Holy Spirit in the midst of that. Because we're in the garden when we're in that group together in prayer. Mm-hmm. And then being in relationship with each other. And the Father delights when his children gather together. Yes. And they come to him. And they share what's going on in their life. Yeah. And they pray and they lift each other up. And so, like I was saying about my journaling time, we make it harder than it needs to be. <laughs> you know, when we came to Jesus, we brought nothing to the table. He did it all. Yeah, It's the same thing to enter into the garden in prayer.
2: And I'll add one thing that's that good. you know, that prayer and that closeness really takes us from uh, acquaintances to family. You know, it, it really does. We're going, we are entering the garden together. And that's something that the pandemic just really brought into focus. Mm-hmm. When you're, you are isolated, right? And so when you can get together in something, all of a sudden it had huge significance. Mm-hmm. And you know, so the Lord was able to shine a flashlight on
0: that. I think. Yeah, yeah. So good. I, you know, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, after uh, maybe I, maybe the first or second week in the series. But just the idea that one of the things that God has been doing in my heart through the through this series is He's made uh, prayer uh, very. It, more permission giving, more free feeling uh, through the context of this series, which sounds weird <laughs> because, uh, you know, I've I've prayed for a long time in my Christian journey, and I've studied prayer uh, a lot, and I've taught on prayer, but I think, you know, we all go through these kind of seasons where maybe there's more difficulty than that in in the act of prayer or experiencing God's presence than at other times, and so I feel like there's been this sweet refreshing of, of, of this prayer experience, this the idea of connecting to the Lord, listening, uh, and, and experiencing his presence, whether that's as an individual or in a group. And uh, I think that's just been a really amazing thing. One of the resources I think we listed on um, our weekly resources, I think the first week, is, is by a guy named Thomas Kelly. It's a book called The Testament of Devotion. I love that book. It's a little, It's just a little book with four little essays about different things in the first essay. Thomas Kelly is a Quaker author and so uh, Quakers, I, I, I think I've said this before, I often say I'm a free Methodist but I was trained by the Quakers because I went to George Fox and they have just this beautiful uh, practice of prayer and in this little essay, this first part of this essay, Thomas Kelly talks about tuning into the spirit within that is god's spirit alive and active and the practice of learning to listen so that if you're in a busy chaotic place if you're in a season that feels upended like the pandemic if you have that practice of listening in a moment you can be in that still quiet place listening experiencing the presence of the lord and i was reminded about that again as we started walking through this series together, especially that first week of conversation about seeing that thread of connection with the idea of garden, uh, the being in the unfiltered, unmitigated presence of God, just powerful. And it invited me to that listening space again in a very freeing way. It's like, yes, I want to go there. Let's do this. <laughs> so
2: good. And Scott and I were just talking on the way here this morning about the idea, and I think you talked about this in your ser- one of your sermons, was that thin place, right, yeah. where heaven and earth meet. And what we were realizing is that as believers, as being those that have the Holy Spirit within us, we are that thin place. So um, being able to have that ongoing communion with the Lord, it, it is really critical because guess what? We take that thin place with us wherever we go. We are the temple. We are the garden, in a way, because Jesus is in us, because the Holy Spirit is in us. And that, you know, that connection can go on all the time, every day throughout the day, and it can also go out.
0: Yeah. So let me uh, ask this question. This is a great maybe place to transition uh, to to this type of a question. So we've talked about, Pastor Holly's talked about a couple specific uh, practices of prayer these last two weeks. But what prayer practices, whether it's the ones that Pastor Holly has taught on, or, or what other prayer practices have been most meaningful to you in developing a, a, a healthy prayer life? And, you know, especially, Nikki, you, you mentioned you didn't come from a Christian background, and so having to learn all of these uh, in, you know, in a new way, what prayer practices have been meaningful to you over the course of your life?
1: you know i would start with especially early on for me pray the scriptures mm-hmm. anywhere in the bible will paul prays something for somebody you personalize that mm-hmm. or you make it about someone you're praying for so anytime you find a prayer of paul i mean the best way to learn how to walk with the lord is to be discipled by someone who did it right mm-hmm. and to follow their example so take a look anywhere in scripture if you don't know what to pray Anytime you're reading and you see a prayer of Paul, take that, and then you pray it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can pray it for your family members. You can pray it for your church. Yeah. So if you don't know what to pray, that's, that's been one of my first, and that was a breakthrough moment for me. It's really good. And then the other part that is really helpful for me or practice for me is we are you know, flesh, spirit, and, you know, and, and emotions. And when we, I found that when I engage my body, I can sometimes use the machine of my body— to engage the spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I will literally uh, take and say, Lord, you know, Lord, I take what I have and I give it to you. And I will literally hold it in my hand. I'll picture putting that in my hand and holding it out to him and wait for him to take it. And when I feel him take it, then I say, Lord, I receive from you what you give to me. And I hold my hand and then I receive it into me. So sometimes just engaging your body in what you're doing, which is why it's easier to pray when your eyes are closed. (laughs) It's easier to pray when we're on our knees. Uh, It's just engaging ourselves. And sometimes it's going out for a walk Mm -hmm. and and letting that energy drain off from your nervousness of your day so that your head can be clear. So don't ignore the physical in the practice
0: of prayer. Yeah, that's really good. Actually, and, and I don't know how that, hit, how that sounds to you, but that, that actually is, a, is an ancient uh, Christian practice mm-hmm. of always of physically praying as well. So typically Christians in the early church would always face east toward Jerusalem as they prayed the Lord's Prayer. So there's this physical action of, of representing your spiritual reality. So that's a really, that's a really good insight, Pastor Scott.
2: Well, and I'm laughing while he's saying that because, you know, um, I I often do things differently. It's just how God made me. But, you know, I don't close my eyes. I don't bow my head when I pray. I sit in in my chair and I talk to God. And I talk out loud. I pray out loud all the time. I'm constantly having a conversation out loud with God. If you see me walking around and I'm talking, that's what I'm doing oftentimes. And, um, you know, one of the things for me that has been a critical piece in prayer that got me through some really, really, really tough times when everything was blowing up and falling apart. Um, We lived at Warm Beach Camp at the time. We were on staff there, and they have this big uh, RV area, wooded area. And that's, you know, that's my jam. That's where I feel closest to God is out in the woods in, in that environment. And I would go for walks and praying and talking to God constantly. I put so many miles in that place and there were times when I was just hurting so much I would hold out my hand and I would say Jesus take my hand and I'd feel his hand in mine and we'd walk together and I'd pour out my heart and I'd listen and sometimes I even got on my knees in the dirt you know and and it is about employing your body it's about giving yourself permission to to, to be and to feel. And, you know, I'm sure there were probably people who saw me doing things and talking and thought I was insane, but it didn't matter <laughs> because that got me through yeah. some of the most difficult times of my life. And so you talk about what have I learned over the years? I've learned to make God personal and real mm-hmm. and that I can be personal and real mm-hmm. uh, with God. Yeah, wow.
3: Whew, that's really good. That's really good. Those experiences of just knowing the presence of God with you in those difficult moments, that's tremendous. Yeah. You look like I should say something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We did not rehearse
2: this.
0: (laughs) We'll say one last, we'll ask this one last question. Yeah. Uh, because we want to, I love hearing from you and, and hearing you uh, share your insights. This is really good. But one last question, I think, before we invite the worship team back up and, and, uh, and have an, another time of corporate prayer. Okay.
3: Uh, yes, well, yeah, so our wrap-up question here, kind of the, the million-dollar question, is um, along the way, you've talked about your practices of prayer, corporate prayer. What have, what have you learned about developing that healthy prayer life? How do you, how do you build that uh, in your life, under your practices? How do you make that your life?
2: I think the first place that the Lord, the Lord has shown me where it needs to start is knowing who I am. Because if I don't know who I am in God, I, it affects my prayer life. It affects how I come to him. If I feel the, the weight of shame and condemnation and not good enough all the time, then in my prayer life, it's, it's all about trying to be good enough. It's about not feeling God's presence. And then I come out of that going, I just can't feel God. And, you know, I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but but what he's shown me is he has been revealing to me who he is but who I am. And, you know, being able to reflect on being his daughter and what that means. and 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 I've been reading through the Gospels again recently, and... You know, Jesus often talking about being, you know, God being his father. And, and guess what? God's our father, too. Mm-hmm. That doesn't put us on an equal level with Jesus, but he was modeling for us, too. And, and, and the way that God feels about Jesus, he feels that way about me, too. And, and that's been really hard in my life to really understand. So I have to come, the Lord has shown me that when I come to him through that place of of really focusing on what I mean to him, not in a prideful way, but in a way that he can connect with me and I can see it and feel it. And my prayer coming from that place, it changes everything. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and I would say for me, uh, a couple of thoughts come to mind. Number one is have an intentionality. Mm It's not about perfection, it's about intent. Mm -hmm. And listen, 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 listen. And be prepared to adapt and change and grow. And what worked five years ago doesn't work today. (laughs) Because I've changed, not because God has changed, but because I've changed, my circumstances have changed. It's not about getting it right, it's about that intentionality. No particular practice, just an intentionality and then getting to the point where it becomes like breathing. Where it becomes something that I can do without having to think about it but I also have times when I intentionally breathe because I'm trying to respond and I'm trying to calm myself or I'm intentionally preparing for something. And so yeah, so just be intentional, be flexible, listen. And don't be judgmental or condemning.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, really good. that's really good. We want to say thank you, Scott and Nikki, for your thoughts and this conversation. I want to just pray for you, uh, if we could. Um, and I'll invite the worship team to come on back up. And then we're going to pray together as a church as well. But I just want to pray for you guys as the leaders of our, kind of our online ministry and our prayer group. Uh, let's just I just want to ask that the Lord bless you in that. So I'm going to come around this other way and then um, lay hands on you. And... Uh, Let's just, I invite you all just to pray along with me. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful for Scott and Nikki and so thankful for their leadership here at our church. Thankful uh, for the way that they uh, faithfully, week after week after week, come before you with a group of people and, and pray. Pray for individuals and circumstances and situations. Pray for the world. Pray for our church. Pray for our community. So God, I just pray that for Scott and Nikki and all who are part of that Thursday group and all of us as a church, will you just move powerfully through these prayers? Will you uh, speak deeply to hearts and minds? Will you bring comfort uh, and blessing and, and answer the prayers of the people? We thank you, God, that you are a God who, uh, who hears, who listens, and who's active and takes action. We believe that. And so we just pray that you fill us and these two with your spirit as they lead and guide. Deepen the prayer life of us here at Crossview. Give us discernment. Help us be courageous in our asking. Faithful in trusting you, Jesus. Thanks for all that you've done for us. And we love you. And in your name we pray. Amen.